0: Hey guys, it's Elsie Blass, your life and love coach and health psychologist. Today's episode is a relationship with fear part two. I just want to dive into this particular topic briefly, just to give you some insight about fear and your relationship with fear. Fear is going to offer you sentences, questions in the background of your subconscious mind. Fear will sound something like, what are you going to do if you run out of... What's gonna happen if we don't have this? What's gonna happen if we lose our home? What's gonna happen if we don't have money? What happens if this doesn't look this way? What happens if the economy doesn't? What happens if this takes longer than expected? What happens if my child you know, becomes depressed and sad? What happens if I become depressed and sad? Will the gym ever open up again, right? These are all valid questions. Will I have a community that I can interact with again? Fear is going to ask you, questions and or make statements that's how fear works it has to offer you a way of thinking it has to offer you uh, an opportunity to to, so that you can take time to think so fear we we take and we look at fear as if it's a bad thing but what if fear is just coming to talk to you what if we take away the negative aspects of fear and say oh fear is just trying to have a conversation with me Fear is just saying, Hey, Al, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? Did you think this through? So I think that sometimes fear needs to be reminded of the truth. No, I haven't thought that through. Or, Yes, I did think that through. It's under control. What I'll need during that time when that shows up, I will have. Before that starts coming into play, I'll see signs and I'll start preparing. I trust that I I will always be in preparation of what is to come. I promise myself and I trust myself. But do you? Do you trust yourself? Because if you trust in a higher source and if you trust in yourself, then you can offer fear peace of mind. Because fear comes to trigger peace, to remove peace, not always for a bad thing, right? And in the first, uh, in part one, I offered you the truth of maybe fear gives you uh, an alarm so that you can be careful, so that you can be protected, so you could protect yourself. Like Brinks, home security, you know? <laughs> you know, you have that, that logo on the outside of the building, on the outside of the house, and it's like protected by Brinks, home security. Well, guess what? Fear is home security. It's brinks. Fear is brinks, home security. It's there to protect you. It's there to send off the alarm to say, hey, we have an intruder of thought. We have an intruder of possibilities. We have an intruder here. What are we doing to protect? Right, so you got to send the police. The moment the alarm goes off, the police get notified and they call in, right? And they're like, hey, what's going on? Well, the police is you, your higher self. Your higher self says, hey, what's going on? I hear this alarm. What's that bullshit about? (laughs) Who's on the premises, right? What thought process is on the premises at this time? And so it's your responsibility to check in with fear and offer fear peace with the law, right? Fear has to submit to the law, People who are not supposed to be on the premises have to submit to the law, right? So offer yourself the law. What's the law for you? You know, we, I, I used to live by this conduct of the Bible, right? Um, there's the law. There are rules. We live by the law of the land in our own cities, in our own counties, in our own state, in our own country. We submit to the law. Well, I need you to write down your law. One of my law rules, one of my rules is I don't allow stress. So the moment stress shows up, I have to submit to peace and relaxation. I have to offer myself truth, which is my code of conduct, right? So offer yourself the law. One of my law... One of my laws uh, that have been passed (laughs) by my own Congress is when fear shows up, I talk to fear. I give fear the opposite of what it's offering me. That's my number one law rule. uh, Elsie's law. (laughs) We're going to call these Elsie's law um, or SLM law, right? I speak to fear and I give it the opposite of what it's giving me. So if fear says, what, what what happens if there's not enough? Well, my response is, I live an abundant life. I will always find resources to take care of myself. Period. What else you got? Right? So fear is going to offer you another statement. What about this? You offer yourself the affirmation of the thing that fear is telling you won't be available to you. You won't be able to experience. Fear is going to offer you these truths. You offer fear a conversation you have to offer fear the opposite, a statement of affirmation, so that fear can shut the fuck up, right? Excuse the language. This this podcast is uh, apparently rated mature. So, <laughs> let's put our let's put our headphones on, guys. I never know what what I'm going to say in an episode because I don't plan any of my episodes anymore. I haven't planned an episode in like 2 years. <laughs> I just maybe even 3. I just go with it. I don't have time. Uh, I don't want to offer my time to prefix something. Sometimes I do, uh, if it's, if something comes up and I feel like it's really juicy and I don't want to lose it, but I can't record at the moment. I do it, but I never know, right? So let's just uh, make sure we have headphones on or there's no children around. All right, so now we're talking about your relationship with fear and how fear is the protect. It's it, the home is protected by Brinks, the home security, which is fear, and you are the police officer. And you come to make sure that fear obeys the law. So write down your laws. Um, One of my, like I shared with you, one of my laws is the affirmation, the higher way, the opposite of what fear is offering me to talk back to fear. So I want you to write down some of your laws. This is your code of conduct. This is how you're going to live your life. This is the blueprint that is within you. And you might say, well, Elsie, I don't know what else to come up with, what other laws. Well, look at what makes you feel uncomfortable and look at how you respond to it and how you can respond to it. So write down how you can respond to the one thing that keeps showing up in your life. Over and over and over again, with whether it's with different people, places, or things, and start creating a law for yourself. You have to live up to your own law, your own blueprint, your own code of conduct. And that's the way you live your highest vibration in your life. And then you vibrate that out and you attract the very things outside of that to accommodate and to uh, form to what you're already vibrating out because it's meeting your vibration. So, with that being said, having a relationship with fear is making sure that fear doesn't vibrate in your body, but that you vibrate the highest vibrational vibration that will push away fear and say, you can't coexist with me because I'm too high for this that you're offering me. I'm in a higher realm right now. You, Whatever you're offering me is not going to be of service to me. It it can't vibrate here with me. You can't share space. Lower uh, vibration, fear, um, and the, and you vibrating a new thought process can't coexist in the same body. You have to vibrate either a positive or, a, or a negative, a higher vibration or a low vibration. And so you can, you can vibrate a low vibration if you choose to, like I did. And I, I shared with you in the first, um, in part one of having a relationship with fear, you know, I allow myself to vibrate via, uh, fear, um, but I did it for multiple reasons, and I think I share uh, maybe a couple of reasons with you guys. But, you know, um, let me see if there's any other reasons why I decided to vibrate that. I think one of, oh, one of the other reasons was because sometimes I really feel like I need to honor my body and honor my flesh and honor my soul. Um, my soul wants to feel a certain way. My soul wants to be in a low vibration, maybe f- expand on fear a little bit. But when I do that, I always know that it's for a higher purpose, that it's going to create in me um, a different version of myself that will be of service to me and to others. So when you're a leader, um, or if, if you're just a person that wants to experience fear, that's fine. Just make sure that you have skills and tools in place to bring yourself out of fear When you allow fear to take over. Because fear is not going to want to let go of power. That's something you have to understand about your relationship with fear. Is that when you give your power over to fear. When you give power over to scarcity. When you give power over to a lower vibration. It takes the power and it subdues you. And so it's harder to come out. And to take your power back when you've given your power away. You see, maybe higher source or a deity or you yourself have built up power within you. You know, I teach so much about taking your power back and taking your power and holding on to your power. And a lot of self-love has to do with empowering one aspect of yourself so that it becomes the strongest version of you and the other version of you is now disempowered, is no longer empowered and can no longer thrive because it's not being fed. But when you feed these things, these concepts, these truths, when you feed fear and you empower fear, you you give fear growth. Fear thrives on power. Fear grows Okay, when you feed it. And it loves, its favorite food is power. Fear loves dining and eating among men, right? Who can thrive in fear because they've been eating and eating so much of of fear. That's why misery loves company. Misery uh, is is such a fear-based movement and thought process that it pulls And it thrives off of other people uh, submitting to it. So when you give fear food, because when you allow fear to to empower, uh, to take away the power from you, you give it uh, power, you empower it to take over, then it no longer wants to give the power back to you. It's like, no, no, no. What are you trying to do? You can't take this away from me. If you do, I'll allow you to for a couple of minutes, maybe even a couple of days, but I'm coming back to take my power back. I want my power back. So in this episode of Smart Love Moves, I want you to take your power back and speak to fear, have a conversation with fear, and you can start that by writing down all of your fear points. What are you fearful of? And then I want you to write down its opposite, its affirmation in in, in some form and fashion. And if you're, um, and if you're needing help with this particular exercise and teaching, I want you to reach out to me right now. I'm having sessions, and it's on a super special, super special sixty five dollars, for sixty minutes. <laughs> it's almost unheard of. Those are prices that I haven't had since. Wow, I don't even know. Uh oh, wow. I, I'm so. I'm, I have been so far past that point it's been about at least four or five years maybe five five years so um, and I've just grown and grown and and leaped and so I'm offering you this opportunity to work on yourself work on your self-love sessions are $65 for 60 minutes for 30 minutes it's $35 schedule your session $35 $35 for 30 minutes is so affordable. We can get so much covered in that power pack. 35 minutes. Trust me. I'm a G and all right. So, and, and you know, I'm a G that's why you're listening, right? <laughs> that's why we're here. All right. So write down your, what fear is offering you those truths, write down your affirmations. If you need help, of course, schedule a session, right? Um, And then I want you to have the conversation, part three of this exercise. So part one is write it down, what fear is offering you. Number two, write down what you're offering fear. Number three, speak to fear. Have a conversation verbally outside of your own body. You need to hear your own voice. You need to say the shit that you need to say. And say those affirmations from part two of the exercise. And that's what you're going to offer fear. And every time fear offers you it's truths. I want you to offer fear your truths, your law. You and and then the other exercise. I want you. There's two exercises in this um, episode. The first exercise is a three part exercise, which I just offered you, right? And the second exercise is you writing down your law. This is what you're gonna live by. This is your code of conduct. Con, conduct excuse me. Uh, if you don't know much about laws. <clears throat> excuse me and how they're created i want you to google that shit right away right google it right away how are laws created um and then here's here's a way that you can create a law um write down what you don't like that people do to you toward you or what you don't like is offered to you maybe with fear or discomfort And then write down your responses to them or what you would want your response to be, what would make you feel the most empowered. And that's going to become your law. That's how you're going to live your life. Right? One of my other laws is try as hard as you effing can not to lie. Don't lie. Don't exaggerate. Tell the truth as often as you can, as much as you can. So even if it's like a white lie, like there'll be times where I don't want to share something with my children because it's going to create fear unnecessarily. And I don't need to offer that to them, but I don't want to tell them the truth. So I offer them this conversation where I say, right now I need to gather more information about this. Right now I'm working toward more, more truth and clarity within this. When I have that, I'll, I'll speak to you about it. So I'm not lying to them, I'm telling them the truth that I need, and what I'm saying is I need to get my own handle on this shit, (laughs) or I'm going to offer you my fear because I'm fucking scared, yo, shit is about to get real out here in these streets, you know, Um, and I'm just pacing out how much truth I offer them, because I don't need my house to fall down, right? And also, I'm currently in the process of teaching my, t- my children how to thrive in a hostile environment, but I'm doing it in a way that doesn't scare them and, and causes us all to lose control in the house, all right? And again, we're going to talk about this in another episode this week about how to prep your children during corona times and how to you know what to do and things like that i will offer you this just in case you don't get to that episode you got to prepare your kids but you've got to do it with ease and with peace and with love because you don't want to place fear in their body when they don't know how to control fear so you get your relationship down with fear grab a handle on that shit become a beast and a G as soon as you can. And you have time to do that now these days. Thank you, Jesus, right? Or thank you, Allah, or thank you, Krishna. We There's so many gods, right? So I want you to offer yourself an opportunity to work on fear, your relationship. I want you to begin to feel comfortable with it. When you start to feel comfortable with fear, you start to teach your children how to have a relationship with fear, and you can, you know, if they're of age, if you feel comfortable, because you know this is ready to mature, you can offer them this to listen to this podcast episode, or you can sum up what I've stated and offer it to them in a way that's uh, comfortable for them, and teach them how to thrive. Do not leave them out in the cold. While you're growing and achieving more truth, you need to offer that to them they are deserving of it don't leave them out here to dry you protect your children you teach your children and you show them the way but you have to learn the way first so this is you learning the way and then you're going to teach them the way and then we're going to kick ass that's what we're going to do I love you guys so much thank you for listening thank you for being a part of smart love moves and the smart love moves family and trusting this as a resource for you visit smartlovemoves.com, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the website so that you can receive the latest of higher way of thinking, of a higher way of thinking. Exercises, truth, uh, sessions, all that kind of stuff. And uh, we are, we're going to get going. We are going to do this. Take a lot of deep breaths. I've been taking a lot of deep breaths in case you haven't noticed just getting my lungs just so filled with air and feeling so good i want you to stretch today pick three or four stretches from the internet that feel good to you that resonate with your body lean into those positions stretch it's going to hurt so good if it hurts but it feels good keep keep doing it keep doing it your body needs that movement in order to be receptive of this particular information so After you stretch, if you want to rewind and listen to it again or complete the exercise, I would suggest you do so. Make sure that you stretch, make sure that you have water, and then listen to the episode or do or complete the exercises. All right. Yay, we've covered so much in this episode. I feel so confident that you are going to feel amazing and structured. You are doing so good. Visit smartlovemoose.com for more information and resources on higher movement. I love you guys, kisses to all of you, take care of yourselves and each other, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Hey guys, I just wanted to come on real quick and tell you, if you like this episode, if you like the two-part teaching, of having a healthy relationship with fear, I want to know about it. So email me at sl at smartlovemoves.com or hit me up on the DM. It's at smartlovemoves on IG and at Elsie Blass on Facebook and Twitter. All right, take care, guys. I will talk to you in the next episode. Oh, and... If you like this episode, go ahead and give a five-star rating and leave a comment. I want to hear from you. We want to share Smart Love Moves with the world. We want everyone to feel that they can go higher and have the skills and the tools to do so. Thank you so much for participating and sharing Smart Love Moves with the world.